0: That's a nice little, this one, you're supposed to pour, it's like, what's the exact direction? You're supposed to pour aggressively, pour hard, right? (laughs) So you're basically (laughs) supposed to do this. I wonder what it's going to sound like. Jesus
1: Christ. Is that really how you're supposed to pour that?
2: Yeah.
1: Guys, that was really aggressive.
0: It was,
2: (laughs) but also sexy. Holy fuck. (laughs) Wow. I
0: do what I can.
2: There you go. And then look, it does the nitro thing. See? She's right. It's like oh uh again. That was great. And the, which one's this one? Is this left hand? Or? Left
0: hand milkstone. Mm-hmm. Nitro. <laughs> nitro. That
1: really was an aggressive my pour. I'm Dominic very impressed by that. brought a
0: six pack of these over for one of the ninety-seven movies that I have to watch this month, what we were watching on Friday. And he left three of them in the fridge, so I that's, brought one. That is a good friend. <laughs> to go with our lager of the lakes. <laughs> Cheers. That's what the I'm lager
1: drinking. Lager of the Lakes.
0: <laughs> um, I just want to be upfront about something in the spirit of time travel and also transparency. <laughs> So we're recording this on... What fucking day is it? November the 18th. November the 18th. Uh, After watching the third episode, The False Bride. See? Uh, However, after we watched that, we watched next week's episode, because we're going to be recording these two episodes back to back. So longtime listeners will know that means we're going to be absurd in the next one. Um, Hopefully not too absurd, though. Anyway... um, and there's some shit that happens in the next episode mm. that is so bonkers mm. that it's like really hard to be talking about the first episode right now. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, but I'm going to be real good. We're going to try really, really, really hard. Um, so you can consider this a teaser. There's some fucking bonkers shit that happens in the next episode. Um, I kept covering my face with my sweater and I think that Janine and Julie both thought that like that meant something terrible was going to happen. Well, and something, something, terrible like, happen. something terrible <laughs> did <doesn't. And> <laughs> happen. It was just like something nuts, <laughs> just like nuts. I think um, we we
1: could definitely describe it as terrible.
0: Okay,
2: but we got to stop now. We got to stop. We got to we gotta focus on the false bride.
0: We do have to focus on the false bride. False bride. And uh, And I think the best way to start that conversation in lieu of a bit is just to acknowledge that Julie eagle-eyed outlander fan and also a stander of no bullshit and um um uh, popper of balloon egos i don't know i'm having a hard time coming up with anorifics that's okay um first of her name <laughs> 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 she uh, we're watching them fucking in north carolina getting ready to do their reel or whatever the fuck the watusi you're like yeah. whatever they're going to do um and they go to get their portrait drawn cuz brianna is apparently that kind of traveler she wants to do all the things um and and the camera is panning over all these portraits and julie goes That's mustache with like (laughs) with undiluted fury in her voice, just like it was like her it was like her personal space had been infringed upon. It had been, (laughs) and that's my living room. We we pack it up and we pause it, and that's a fucking that's a fucking portrait of Matthew B. Roberts, just as background dressing, but it's there. And
1: they they sent me the picture just prior, and I because I wasn't there to watch it at that time, and I'm looking at it, and I just. My face was...
2: It
0: made him roll his eyes a it little. Was very
1: disgusting. It Here's did. Here's
0: what I wanted. And and we said, and we did this in the, we ta- said this in the live stream too, um, which you guys were fun. Thanks for being so chatty in that today. Uh, we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about it and like, yes, we would absolutely do the same mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Only it would be like we'd be flipping the bird or making a dumb face. Or maybe it would be like we'd slip in portraits of Kevin and Neil and Tom and, I don't know, you guys, right? Like Beth and Jen Mm -hmm. and Kate and nice people. (laughs) (laughs) It sure, and if it was us, if it was a picture of us, it sure as fuck would not be a glamour shot. No, and that was definite <laughs> glamour shot, like, like Casablanca
2: style. Yep. Vaseline um, on the lens. Yeah. Vaseline on the um, charcoal. <laughs> on the
0: charcoal. <laughs> Draws extra smooth. You know, and I just, and gr- this is definitely the result of us just not being the biggest fans in the world. Yup. So maybe we shouldn't be so judgy. But if you really um, think we're not going to be that judgy, you're listening to the wrong, wrong podcast. podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Podlander, Drumcast, and Outlander Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. Uh, and we, as, we are talking about, as you might guess, The False Bride. Wait, wait.
2: Don't forget your um, official things that you have to say about Outlander's
0: series from oh, Stars. Uh, the We are discussing the third episode of the, Outla- the Starz series, Outlander, adapted from the books by Diana Gabaldon. Yeah.
1: Is this the false bride? Is yeah. that, is that an official thing? That she know?
0: started doing
2: it this season and I think it's a thing now. It's a thing now. I like yeah, it. Well, I guess so. I, I think I it's, didn't it's always
0: do it. No. It gives us kind of legitimacy and a professional sheen that I appreciate. Yeah. But it's not, here's the thing. It's not like every, it's going to be, it's like when, um, when like, people are like, thanks for coming out tonight or whatever, mm-hmm. when they're listening to, we'll be right back where it's just, it's a podcast. It's like, it's not the radio and it's not a concert. Right. Um, I don't know why I said all of that. I'm extremely tired. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Anyway, um, A False Bride from the Star Series Outlander. All Mm, right. Cool. Let's do it. Um, So for opening thoughts before we get into our summary, anything? Mm -hmm. uh, Janine saw maybe the last seven, eight minutes of this. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Julie, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was better than the last episode. Um,
2: There were... Uh, major surprises that, of course, we'll get to in the rundown when we talk about it. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about where I sit. I think it's good. My thoughts. Yeah, hit us.
1: Having having seen... Seven the, minutes. Seven <laughs> minutes of it. Roger's going to be a dick.
0: Yeah, and we'll I, get I, into that. That's some, seven minutes of that. But that's some that in-the-books kinda... talk. So we, we'll have to uh, move a little bit quicker through the episode so that we can get have some uh, hearty in-the-books talk, uh, because that is... Both a combination of a bunch of different plot lines and a scene that's almost straight from the books. Mm. Mm-hmm. Only um, just really kind of botched. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we'll talk about it. All right, so let's do this.
2: The title card this time is Credits Dear Wicker Style. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So we know that there's going to be some wicker man type situation, burning of the stag situation that obviously we find that out very soon. Um, And then we flash back to Inverness, 1970, and it's Fiona Graham. I love Fiona. And her new husband or fiance, got to be husband back in those days, right? Yeah. They are moving into Reverend Wakefield's old house and Roger is a little bit sad about it.
0: Mm hmm. But he's, he's also... doing a little noodling on the old good, noodling, guitar. noodling on the guitar. Um, Janine, can you pull up the IMDb and find, a, find us who plays Fiona? Because I think she does a nice job in these episodes.
2: And um, we find a little background information out. Uh, she asks him when he saw Brie last. He, he talks about some shit. And then we find out that Brianna is no longer at Harvard. No. No, 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 no. Now she's at MIT. <laughs> And when I heard that, my eyes rolled so hard, I bowled a fucking strike. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, really? From Harvard to MIT. Okay. Okay. But anyway, so now we know she's not studying history anymore. She's changed to engineering, which she had more of a passion for anyway. So that's cool. Um, then we switch back to the past and we are at River Run. And it's just Claire on the front porch, still sadly looking at slavery
0: for a minute. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, um, yeah. Wouldn't you? uh, Yes, of course I would. But it's not about how she feels about it. I don't know. It's 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 just a lot of her doing that. And that's the. I mean, the problem is always going to be that this is a story written about this period Mm -hmm. in time that is centered on white people. Yeah. So like, we're gonna get a lot of what white people think about all kinds of things because it's a story primarily about white people. Yeah. Um, And I think I just think there's a fine line between like. Oh, God, everybody is so sad. Mm-hmm. And like, I would be too, and you're fucking powerless to do anything. Like, right. I just, yeah. I would also be sad, but I also wish that um, the show wasn't quite so precious about it. Exactly. So.
1: Uh, Fiona's name is uh, Iona Claire.
2: Iona Claire, good job. Good job, Iona. You have a great scene. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I can't <laughs> say that. So um, we're back at River Run and in the parlor. Uh, we find out that Jamie and Claire are about to leave, and Jamie is saying his goodbye to Jacasta, and he tells us that he's going to send Ian back to Scotland and that he and Claire are going to move west. She's going to be a healer, and he's going to be a printer in this big, bad world, and they're going to go to Wallum's Creek. Is that yeah, the name a, of the town? a
0: Scottish-settled town. mm mm-hmm. um, and, and he'll be a printer, and she'll be a healer, and they will just live their nice, normal lives uh, without owning slaves, and you can tell that... Um, That Jocasta is not super happy about it. But mostly this is like a sad goodbye. And it's not like they're never going to see each other again. But, you know, they both miss... Uh, their their dead mom slash sister. Right. And then
2: Casta gives Jamie a set of beautiful silver candlesticks that belong to his mom, and then she has a killer acting moment where she says, I can't grieve for what's gone, but I really wish I would have gotten to see your face one time. Because she went blind before she could ever see him. And Sam both do
0: a very nice job.
2: That was a good scene.
0: Yeah, very good. And then Ween
2: is pissed that Jamie has made this decision for him and is all like, I'm a man now, and literally
0: puts his little foot down. Foot down down. He's like, listen, you want to protect me from things, but here are the things that have happened to me the last year. I got kidnapped by pirates twice. I ended up on a big fucking ship. We sailed that ship and then, and then he doesn't mention like, and then a whole, a whole bunch of horrific, there was a bath full of blood and then there was some other, yeah. and then there's the, yeah. the, but he's just sort of skips some of that stuff was to the point where he's like, and then there was a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. And we all
2: cheer because we're like, yeah, because that was ridiculous. And I,
0: I don't know what your deal was, but while you were diving to the bottom of the crystal clear <laughs> Your ocean, looking for <laughs> your the wife. Of the I was getting hit in the face with a wet sail over <laughs> again, right in the face. And what I'm saying to you is, I am no longer a child, and I am will stay man. in America. I make my I decision. Want to hmm So Jamie, Jamie goes, yeah, okay. And he kind
2: of gives him a grudging look like, mm, you're right. Okay. Okay. All right, little dude. America. Okay, right. Fuck
0: yeah. And then
2: we, <laughs> then we flash back to the parlor.
0: Oh, wait, hold on. hmm Then Jamie's like, I'll write to your mother. And Ian is like, no, 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 no. A man writes his own letters. And you can see Jamie go, God, you're an idiot. <laughs> I was All volunteering right, to do the worst part for you. But you go ahead. You want to, you want to write to your mom? Great. Go for
2: it. Enjoy. Uh, then we flash back to the parlor, and it's Aunt Jacosta. Claire goes in to say goodbye, and then Aunt Jacosta is just kind of a bitch. She's like, "Why are you trying to prevent Jamie from becoming the man that he should be? A printer, pa pa pa." And it's weird. And Claire's like, "Um, mm, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna go live our lives. I appreciate your hospitality, but you don't know anything about me, and you really don't know anything about Jamie either. So
0: piss off." There's a little, and I think that the little. Uh, I don't actually remember whether or not Claire and Joe to have this conversation in the books. In a B. But I know that a huge portion of this story in the books, when they're trying to figure out whether or not they're going to take Tryon's offer, basically, mm-hmm. is which they do not decide to do, as is the case here, they do not decide to do until they find Fraser's Ridge. Right. Um, is that Claire is very worried about what's going to happen? Um, With the Revolutionary War, understandably. There's also a whole other subplot, which is not in the book. Well, I mean, we saw it in the season where Claire is convinced that if Jamie goes back to Scotland, he's going to die. Mm -hmm. Because do you remember she saw his gravestone in the season two finale? Wasn't that related
1: Mm -hmm. to Culloden, wasn't it?
0: Uh, Well, there was a gravestone. Hmm. I Mm -hmm. don't remember whether or not it was Culloden related. I think Hmm. maybe there wasn't a date. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was just. I'm his having name. a hard time remembering what was in the book and what wasn't. Sure. Um, anyway, but I know they find his gravestone, right? Mm-hmm. So she believes that he dies in Scotland. So this is the thing that shows so she's dealing like, with "Do it not all. go back to Scotland," Well, because she thinks if they settle, he's going to have to go back to Scotland to get settlers. Oh, Oh. so she doesn't want them to so in addition to the war she doesn't want them to take the land because she doesn't want him to have to go back to scotland to get settlers because if he goes back to scotland he'll die that's what she thinks
1: there's a lot going on there i know it's a lot lot. Jeez.
0: regardless she she knows that like being a laird is his thing and that Mm -hmm. it's the thing he was born to do that he's never been able to do because his whole life has been fucking really shitty Mm -hmm. um just like really shitty uh so, Claire is conflicted about whether or not they should take this offer, knowing that on the one hand, it puts them on the wrong side of history. On the other hand, it means that Jamie could actually be what he was born to be. Right. So, I think Jocasta does have some good points, but she's just like really shitty about and she's them. she's very shitty. Um, and also, Claire was never like, no, you have to be a printer. That never happened. So, mm-hmm. um, so Jocasta is kind of a dick. Dick. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> Dixie. Good scene, though. Tense little scene. MDK killing it. All
2: right. Then they're leaving outside, and we meet Clarence the Mule, who Allison assures me is going to become a big star. Oh, yeah. Clarence is a big deal. Um, and then I saw Claire's belt, which I'm sure was still the same belt from season three that she wore on the boat. But I don't know. It just looks real good right now. And I was like, I love that belt. Oh, and
0: she has that little fanny pack thing yeah, on it? Yeah, it's really good. God, and good. I good, need dear. a new belt. <laughs> um, so that just makes me think of how I need a new belt. She must really need a new belt, dear listener, because Julie has now mentioned to me that she needs a new belt several times today. Yeah.
2: Cause I saw that one and I was jealous. I was belt jealous. No, I,
1: there's, the, the, there's a lot of good belts out there with pouches like that. Leather pouches. I indeed. don't
2: want the pouch. But that's really cool though. I just need a good belt. I
0: mean... You maybe kind of do want the pouch. No, Dude, this is for work. It. I'm You're not going to be walking it.
2: around with my fucking Renaissance Festival pouch <laughs> oh, I around
1: my waist. Listen, this is, this is called fashion forward.
0: <laughs> or I'm not backward. saying you wear the pouch to work. I'm saying you wear the pouch to camping. You wear mm, the pouch mm, to, mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Walking Burning
0: tor- Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like if you went to a show, yeah, yeah, that way you could have your shit right here, and it
2: would it would help out with all these jeans that I'm getting that for some reason have no fucking pockets on them. Ugh, patriarchy.
1: I just I just watched a Try Guy episode about that thing.
2: Mm-mm. They
1: fucking hate. They're like, what the fuck is this? It's fucking ridiculous. Ugh,
2: it's ridiculous. Sorry.
1: Apparently, the Try Guys is a thing I watch nowadays. So, I don't
2: oh, know if that the is. no pockets. It's the dudes that try things. things mm. Yeah, like I think not always, but sometimes kind of about. Women things that they don't have to do. It tends to
1: be in that in that area, right? And so
2: they. P- Bought women's clothes and realized that we don't have fucking pockets. And um, then they were
1: like, yeah. our lives like, we rely on pockets. Yeah,
2: no shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Patty. Sorry. Patriarchy. <laughs> patriarchy. So, then speaking of patriarchy,
0: here comes John Quincy Myers. <laughs> John Quincy Myers is the best. He's pretty cool. I want to raise the point that once again, he did not say, Excuse me, Mrs. Claire, I have a large hernia on my nether parts. Would you cut it out for me? That never happens. I'm really, I, t- I take umbrage
1: is that a thing that's supposed to happen. They happened in yes. the books. Oh, right. you weren't here last <laughs> yeah, week you weren't here. Sorry.
0: So there they are not quite introduction. The second time that we see John Quincy Myers in the books, he stumbles in dead drunk into a party that Jocasta is having. <laughs> because Claire was like, "Oh, well the thing the problem you described she, Okay. Um, uh a, a, brief, play, a yeah, brief play a brief play John Quincy Myers goes uh, ah I hear you're a healer allow me to tell you all about my physical ailments because that's the thing <laughs> that that's that happens, how they do right and Claire listens very politely and it's like what what you're describing. Um, what you call a third ball is actually a hernia we will remove that at some point but it needs careful planning because we're going to need a large table and I'm going to need uh, to sterilize my instruments and also we'll have to put you under since we don't have anesthesia we'll have to do that with alcohol you'll have to be stinking drunk and he goes oh okay all I heard is stinking drunk and off he goes cut next scene party. Claire's there, she's wearing a beautiful dress, and she's got a pretty necklace, and she's mingling with people, and is being, you know, like real crafty Mackenzie, and Jamie is stressed, and Claire is just trying to make her way through this party, and all of a sudden, into a, in this tense moment, doors burst open, and in walks John Quincy Myers. And he goes, I did what you said, Mistress Claire, and I am very drunk. And then he passes out on the giant dining table, and Claire <laughs> looks, looks at him and thinks to herself, uh, we could leave him there, or I could do my favorite party trick, <laughs> surgery. <laughs> so then they do surgery on his hernia.
2: Oh! Yes, at the party. They did not do that on the television show. Fans were upset. Uh-huh. Well, at least this one was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted Claire to do surgery as a party trick. I love that
1: that was an actual thing, too. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: So, so he just shows up. Just shows up. Oh, okay. But it's clear that Aunt Jocasta has kind of like, boop, boop, boop hooked him into this, and he says, you're going to be needing help. Getting through the woods. I know everything. So uh, anyway, Patty. And then we flash back to 1970, and it's uh, Roger in the airport, and there's all sorts of fucking 1970s fucking Pan Am costuming, Ooh. and oh, God, it's real good. It's good there's shit. There's like uh, mm. stewardesses and shit with the little pillbox hats, and everybody's all in kind of muted jewel tones, and it's just like, it's awesome. Injected directly into my veins. And I'm just like, please, this is my time.
0: The cars, the clothes, everything. Why? Ugh. So Roger looks like he came straight from work at Oxford. And he's got yep. on his his mismatched tweedy. tweets and he's all of that tweedy. stuff and then the camera cuts and then we see Brianna coming through and jesus christ she's wearing a, every julie would wear literally everything that she has oh, on, yeah. has on her body <laughs> yeah like every single thing uh and they hug and it's like a nice hug but a but little it's awkward, awkward because know,
2: he kind of goes in maybe a little bit for a kiss and she's like Whoa? like she avoids it and then they hug and it's fine What's, what, what's the lesson that happened with them?
0: Uh, Roger refers to them uh, seeing each other over the summer, mm. which we don't see. We don't see that. So much. in between their Christmas together and the summer. Oh, and then I think they were together at Christmas again. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I think he says that. Uh, so Christmas, summer, Christmas, and then this is the next thing. So other than that, they've occasionally been on the phone and writing. And then there was a whole big thing on our Slack channel about
2: the hashtag that Stars has chosen for them. Their portmanteau is... What is it? I
0: don't remember which one they went with. But I don't know if they picked one. The acceptable one on the list was McBree, and we're not You're into like, it. We're like,
2: that's terrible. So we decided to just call them hashtag youngins. Yeah, youngins. <laughs> we're youngins. In the,
0: yeah. we. If you really need a ship name for these people, th- then go ahead. Feel free to take youngins, because that's much better. That's yeah. so much better. Take youngins. <laughs> hashtag youngins. That's Y-O-U-N-G-U-N-S oh, for <laughs> anybody who needs to know how to spell youngins. I, I will say that um, I'm not sure how hard people will be shipping Bree and Roger after this episode. Well,
2: ugh, woof. They so, will again in the future, but woof, not right now. Um so we find out As that they Rolo, are the
0: dog would say. Woof. woof. There we go. Thank you. So guys.
2: we <laughs> we find out that they're headed to North Carolina. Now I wasn't 100% clear on why they were actually going to North Carolina from Boston.
0: Narrative convenience. I was going to say it's because... not North Carolina in the books.
2: Because I know they're going to a Highland festival, but there's got to be one closer than North Carolina. Yeah.
0: So the conceit here is... And they do take yeah. a road trip in the first book. I mean, sorry, in the book. But it... I'm, I'm so sorry. In the book. <laughs> Thank but, you. Uh, it's not in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger basically takes a gig... Warbling uh, for an excuse to come to America. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they go to the festival. In the book, it is not in North Carolina. That is purely so that they can have Roger and Bree have a road trip, have a road trip to North Carolina, but also to where they are so they can have all those gorgeous cuts back and forth. That that is the reason they had in North because I didn't That's really why.
2: think about it now until I looked at my notes. I was like, that Brie, just seems
0: really stupid. The Roger Bree and I mean, I so su- I suppose that we can assume that he got an offer to perform yeah. at this. Okay, fine. which they make clear in the books that he, it's sort of like his freelance gig is that mm-hmm. he sings like Celtic songs, and, like an angel. <laughs> I mean, he's got a good voice, mm-hmm. and like plays instruments and shit, and he'll do that wherever. And so the harem, but uh, here it's narrative convenience. Uh, also, we I should note that the what happens with Roger and Bree is a combination of two different storylines that happen in the bit Interesting. so the whole conversation they have that we'll get to happens in Scotland at Christmas okay and then this trip to the Highland festival is um separate and I think after oh weird um, I don't remember if it's before or after but okay yeah um <laughs> it's it, it's not a like a complete break in the- We'll get there Okay Continuing on
2: So they're on the road trip And the set designer Deserves a big round of applause Let's do it because in not only are all the cars amazing, oh, they're, sick. they're all American 70s cars, but in the back seat, we're treated the to a Dairy Queen, beautiful like 1970s era Dairy Queen oh. bag and cup. It's gorgeous. Like, where did they find that shit? Anyway, you're good at your job. Yeah. They're driving to North Carolina, and uh, we do find out that Roger likes a chocolate malt, and I'm like, yes for a malt. I love a malt. And then they do this vocab game, game called the Minister's Cat, where it's like an alphabetizing, and you have to come up with the best word, starting with whatever letter. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, move on, move on. And well,
0: it's supposed to be a way for them to flirt with each other. And they, they do. And out.
2: then she is so impressed with his vocab wang that she has to make out with him while he's driving. Thank God nobody was coming the other way because they would have been dead. <laughs> um, so then it fades to the same road. But in the olden days, we're looking at the same mountain and Claire, Jaren, Jamie and Claire and Ween are on the wagon train to wherever they're going. So it's like they're in the same place at different times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they're making their way through the Blue Ridge Mountains with John Quincy Myers and they, they're they talking about Native Americans. We find out that he speaks a little bit of Cherokee. That's important later. Ian um, says... Oh, Myers, I'm sorry, Wien says Myers has been with many a native lassie and John oh, Quincy Myers, boys. ever the gentleman, except for when he flips out his third ball at social <laughs> gatherings. <laughs> Otherwise, either the gentleman, he goes, I don't recall attaching a name to it. Yeah. Number to a it. Number. Sorry. I, I didn't tell you how many. So just, yeah, uh, let's just, let's not say many. Let's
2: mm. so, um, we see some Eagles. We see some beautiful autumn tree porn. And then they're at the campfire that night, and JQM is leaving them on their own tomorrow. He's got to go do something else, some trading fur-trapping shit or whatever he does. Oh, he's taking tobacco somewhere. And uh, Wean is going to go with him. And at first, Jamie tries to protest. And then, wait a minute, Wean's a man now. He backs down. And Wien is very excited to go on his next adventure.
0: That's one one of my very favorite things about what John Bell is doing is every time something comes up, he's so fucking excited. <laughs> he's so he's like the woods, <laughs> the
2: raccoons, woo! It's just like all of it. He's very excited. he's very enthusiastic. It's great. And then Jamie and Claire have a quiet fireside chat, and Jamie wants to know if Claire wants to go to Boston and. Claire's like, Boston? Hell no! I already lived in Boston. It's a shit heap. Let's start our own life somewhere else. And You don't
0: understand. Everybody won't shut the fuck up about the Red Sox. It's really piece? And also, that's where the revolution's going to start. We shouldn't be there. So it's dangerous
2: there now. And I've already lived my life there. I'd like to try somewhere else with you. You redwood of a man. Whatever. <laughs> And then um, Jamie and Claire the next day are on their beautiful horses going through the forest talking about Brianna. And uh, Claire opens up a little bit to Jamie about how Brianna spent a lot more time with Frank when she was growing up than with Claire, obviously, because Claire was in medical school, a busy doctor, and Jamie takes it very well. It doesn't, like, freak him out or anything, but I do th- feel like Claire was maybe a little bit scared to tell him that or, like,
0: trepidatious yeah. about it's it. It's a or... really nice little actor moment from Katrina.
2: And then there's a big thunderstorm on the way, and then Jamie says something about, let's get to the next town and go to the tavern. I'm
0: like, bitch, there's no town. But it, like, wait. I mean,
2: they are headed for a town. But the thunder just happened. There's no way you're making it to that town. A, t-
0: okay, on the list of things Jamie's bad at, we can <sighs> add travel planning. Okay, m- maps. Yeah. Just travel planning in general. Okay. I think that that actually works. Like, remember when they got hurricane stranded and didn't mm-hmm. know where the fuck they... Or remember, like, when they were like... When he thought, we're going to go to France, but we're going to make a pit stop at this island where my nephew's going to get kidnapped by pirates. That right. was some bad travel planning. <laughs> right, right. You're right. Like he's not good, travel good planning. At, We get to add something to the list of things he's not good at. Finally, at, at long God last. damn, it's been two years. So, after... Not looking hot while well covered in blood, comma, maps. <laughs> maps. maps. No, um, he's good at maps. He's okay at maps, but he's not so good
2: at planning on the map. He would be a terrible travel agent. Yes. No, don't get that job. Plus, that job's going to die anyway. Um <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like the thing I feel dead. like the
1: right moment. So
2: they stop for a minute because Jamie needs to reshoe a horse, and Claire has a moment with him where she says, do you like working with horses? Do you like it better than printing? Because Costa has planted some poison in her in mind her head, just like about him not wanting to be a printer, and Jamie's like, whatever I have to do to be with you is what I want to do, so let's move forward. Come on, baby. And then the rain starts. And then Clarence, oh, there's a big thunder boom. Clarence escapes. So the mule runs away, and Claire's like, I've got it. And then Claire just jumps on her horse like she fucking knows where the fuck she's going in the middle of the Appalachian Trail and tries to chase the mule away. (laughs) And then Jamie's like, Claire, Claire. And then she's gone, and bad news. Okay, now back to the Highland Fest. Whee! So the festival is the burning of the stag. And at this point, we realize that we might be saying goodbye to our old friend me. the credits deer.
0: Uh, spoiler <laughs> there will be other deer. I'm sure They're there will all be the other same deer. deer. This is just a tribute to this deer.
2: Is it wrong that I felt kind of justified watching this dag burn the like deer burn like? It was the best deer in the world. But yeah. It was we, a tribute.
0: It, but it was a tribute. <laughs> it was a tribute. You know what It wasn't the <laughs> best deer. diddle diddle delete delete uh, fun fact, true story. One of the people that Julie and I play DD with, we all have the. It's a thing. We all have theme songs. Julie's is a "Rage Against the Machine" bulls eye. Yeah, bulls oh. on Uh Mine is um, a Jay Z song, which, I don't know what it's called. Is I'm it a the hustler, baby.
2: When do these songs I just want come you up? To know whenever we kill something. Got it. Got okay. It's not. well I've been But Kelly's is go. the best. Kelly's is fucking Iggy Azalea's fancy <laughs> because it just boom. <laughs> Boom,
0: boom, um, but our friend Jeremy, his is tribute. Oh, mm-hmm. nice! He's a bard. So, uh, yeah, I so I mean, he makes <laughs> sense. No, but
2: men rock. Anyway, um, <laughs> so. so then Roger. Uh, Roger gives Brianna a little Scots in North Carolina lesson, and then she, they're walking through a tent uh, with all the artisans, and she sees the charcoal artist, and she's like, let's get our sketches done. And but he's it shouldn't like, look like that
0: one. That no. guy looks like an and asshole. And that's
2: when I was like, what's up with mustache? So we had to pause and take a photo, which you all saw, if you watched the live stream. And the guy, and he, she says, me and my boyfriend, and Roger has this little chest puff Whoa. moment. Where he goes, oh, Boyfriend? And then they get a fucking charcoal sketch together, which we'll see again about 500 times. It's a cute little sketch. And And then then they decide
0: to dance. There's some
2: dancing. They dance. They spin. We see all sorts of people. And I wondered whether or not Highland dancing is maybe the beginnings of square dancing. I don't know, people, listeners. That's something to look up. So You
0: you all have incredibly fascinating jobs. Surely one of you is a historian of dance. Yes. You can tell us
2: where square dance came from. And then they started spinning. And I said this out loud. I said, please don't let this go to slow-mo. And it didn't for a minute. (laughs) And then it did. And I went, no, slow-mo! And I was really mad about it. at first
0: it did like the perspective shot where it was, Mm -hmm. Roger was spinning and Brie, then Brie was spinning and we were seeing their faces. And then it went to slow-mo. So it already did like a way too on the nose shot. And then it went to (laughs) slow-mo.
1: Okay Time stops for love
0: And then there A portrait On a wall Started smiling Mm Motherfucker And then we're back In the woods And Clarence
2: comes back But no Claire But no Claire So Jamie just grabs His pistol And he's like Gotta go find my Fucking wife
0: And then, must be Tuesday. It must be Tuesday. Gotta find my wife.
2: And then Claire uh, is still looking for Clarence, has no idea. He's just wandered back. And she's like, Clarence, Clarence. We hear the thunder. And then all of a sudden, lightning strikes a tree directly in front of her, spooking her horse. It's a really good effect. It is a cool effect. The horse bucks Claire, runs away. Claire hits her head,
0: passes out on the ground. Rain falls. She ends up winded, but not gone with the winded. What? Yeah. Get... Do you get, because the little girl dies after being thrown from a horse right. and gone with the wind. Bell. Uh, Belle, the baby. Uh, Traumatizing. Sorry. Yeah. It is sorry. very sad. My bad. Um, I, but I really feel like gone with the wind, is an underappreciated pun. I, like, <laughs> I, I, I really feel like <laughs> I shared something with the two of you and you just let it go right over your I head. I felt I'm like sorry. it did go over I, my head at yes. first, time but, for Pocky. but then when you, when you uh, uh, I my clarified, I was there with you.
2: I, when I what? Clarified. So then we're back at the Highlander <laughs> Fest, and fucking Roger is going to fucking do some hot licks on his guitar at first with a band, and they're do, stomping through a big reel, like it's uh, up-tempo, there's a, what's the name of the drum? Badrin. There's a Badrin. And they're, Somebody
0: will be able to correct me on the pronunciation of that, but Badrin. They're fucking Highlandering it up, and
2: then everybody claps, and then everybody leaves the stage except for Roger, and he gets to do a solo, and let me tell you a little something. Rick Rankin. That boy can sing. He can sing. That guy's yeah. a rock
1: star. It makes it sense. It was beautiful.
2: Better looking in person. Better I thought he was cute. He, oh, he's good looking on the show. But I think they do dowdy him up a little bit. They're that, trying to make him look more intellectual. In person,
1: he doesn't like to do the, the, the bangs thing. Like, yeah, he
0: doesn't have the, the liver puddley and mop top. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's what... Not like, even the Beatles have the, that haircut at that point in no, history. Mm-mm. He did have a bowl cut <laughs> in the show. <laughs> a bit of a bowl cut.
2: So uh, then he sings this slow Gaelic love song about... Called the False Bride, L- losing. There you go, title of the show, losing um, a woman that a, ma- a man losing a woman that he loves because she, he misses his chance and she marries someone else. And I think Strawberries are mentioned Soon at some point. She has word to another. <laughs> now, I, right here, I have Harry Chapin with a star next to it because I was like, does he sound like that? But then when you do, did that, it sounded like Gordon Lightfoot, "Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald." <laughs> yes, <I did. laughs> Listen to the sound of Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) So Brie looks. Scotland, my old friend.
1: Listen, I love
2: parodies of that song. Keep going. (laughs) Uh, Fucking, I sang it yesterday when I pulled my snow boots out for the first time. I do it every year when I pull my snow boots out. Do you really? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Every time I fucking look at those boots.
1: So I was trying to convince Kevin for like three or six months that they use that in our mockumentary. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't like that. Like
0: that I fucking I love um, that song. It's so funny. There's he, a, he
1: really hated that idea. It was a, a good great, decision. Uh, about. Uh,
0: <laughs> blah. Train of thought, train of thought. There is uh, a parody of a Simon and Garfunkel song in this season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend <gasps> that you could never in a million years see coming. It's really good. God, I've got to get caught up. You okay, really hold on. We're getting close to the end here. Not really, but we got a <laughs> haul ass. We got to so, haul ass.
2: Um, so, Bree's all starry-eyed, and the audience, like, oh, he is a rock star. He's
0: a musician. He's so sensitive. And <laughs> uh, I so, mean, in her defense, he is you, doing a really good job. I would be, if, if I was just dating a guy and I didn't know he had that in his bag of tricks, and all of a sudden he was like, to another. panty drops. Yeah, I would just be like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Woo, seat got boy. Uh, spoiler, by the way. That's she, what happens.
2: She pulls out their drawing, and I was like, don't do it. Oh, she did it. And she looks at the charcoal drawing. I was like, okay, fine. And then she sees him after the show, and then there's a real makeout, because that's what uh, musicians get is all the girls. And then Brie has gifts for him. She got him a bottle of Scottish whiskey, which is cool, and a he history but how book. did
0: you get this? And she doesn't say, how would you get this? This is a dry county. And, and she, she says, well, I'm hot. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> Allison said. Yeah. And it was true.
2: Um, I can't get these Pocky out. Get that Pocky. And then Bree gives him this whiskey and a history book that's like, the history of the Scots in North Carolina. This book will be very important later. And then we're in the cabin and hanging on the wall is our friend Credit's dear. <laughs> so we've gotten to see our friend die several times. I'm about to, in a conflagration. They're, like, lovey-dovey, drinking the whiskey, hanging out, because they decided to go into Brianna's cabin, and, and they're it, all alone. And Credits Deer is staring at them from the wall. And he, she's like, I'm going to have to cover his face. And then Roger stands up to go look at him a little bit closer, and then turns around and, whew, Bri's shirt is off. Well, she throws the shirt at Credits Deer. Mm-hmm. And then there's real makeout, And then Roger, oh, Roger, why...
1: Oh Roger, what'd you do? Ugh. Roger,
0: Roger. So he stops like mid makeup. He kind of like I mean, gra- like scoops her ass. Like it's a real handful of ass. He grabs. It's like, like makeup. You goose me, and they fall <laughs> over, and they're like like grinding all up on each other on the it's floor. It's good.
2: It's like they're about to get it on, and then he just stops. He says, "I want this to be perfect," and she goes. It is perfect. Yeah, what the right, fuck? What, right after I said, but this is
0: perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so then he scampers off to get her shirt and he sort of drapes her shirt over her. Uh, and what? then he reaches in his bag and he takes out this jewelry box.
2: What? That has Wait a minute.
0: bracelet it's in it. It's too big for a ring. Okay. So it's And yeah, a ring. Okay. And this is str- the bracelet is straight from the books. And it says, Je t'aime un peu, un paschement. And I can't remember what not at all is, but it's basically in French and it's tied to like a song that French children sing when they're pulling petals off of flowers. He gives it to her and she's all like, oh, this is a very nice bracelet. Thank you. And then he fucking proposes like an idiot. What the fuck? No. I want to be clear. A Christmas? Well, okay. So some hanging out in Scotland. Yeah. And then a Christmas. And then a summer. And then a Christmas. And then this is the summer. And I get that people got married faster back then. But I also want to tell you that she doesn't actually say no. She says this is too fast. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, Which is true. Just totally fair. I bet they've spent maybe fourteen days together total. Total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, and then, this is
1: this is hitting me real close to home. Wait, Holy shit.
2: Wait till you hear what he does though. I bet this won't hit too close to home. So he flips the fuck out on her.
1: For saying it's too fast?
2: Yeah. And he... What's the best way to say it? He basically just virtue judges her. Yeah. So he uh, says,
0: like, he uh, he um, wants her... But he wants, like, but he wants it to be right. Like he wants her that it could be as long of an engagement as she wants. But he wants to know that that's what's in the future, and he wants all kinds of. He want to be ready
2: to you. I want to have children with you. Like it's all this shit. And Brianna's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I was just gonna get some. Then she makes
0: the very valid point. That they, because they've never talked about marriage, where she says, my mother married someone she thought was the love of her life, and it turns out that he wasn't. Mm. And I witnessed it my entire childhood. I like that was I was a daily witness to what it looks like when somebody get, gets married to somebody when they really love somebody else. And he's like, what are you saying? You're waiting for somebody better? And she's like, no, I'm saying maybe I don't believe in marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? And he fucking flips his shit. And then she tries to be like, but we can just, like, why don't we just, you know fuck (laughs) she doesn't say the word fuck but
2: he does as a weapon against her yeah he's like so i'm not good enough to marry but i'm good enough to fuck and she goes well i wouldn't have used that language and he goes but that's what you're about to do and she goes you're a fucking hypocrite and he he says something about like aren't you a virgin and she goes yes i am if it's any of your business i know you're not and he says, no. And she goes, then you're a hypocrite. And then he says, but I
0: didn't love them. <gasps> it's gross. Which doesn't recommend him in my eye? No. <sighs> Let me say this about this stuff in the books. Because this, com- first of all, this scene is much hotter in the books. Because it happens when they're in, I'm sorry. The books. Because it happens when they're in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And she's staying in the house in Inverness. It's before it goes to Fiona. And... Um, she comes out of the shower and they, like, cross each other in the hallway. And she sort of comes up to him and hugs him. And then while she's hugging him... Like, with one arm, she lets the towel drop. So, basically, her body is pinning the <laughs> towel to him. Oh, my God. And then he loses his goddamn mind. of oh course. Right? So, then they're, like, tussling on the floor. And then he stops himself and leaves and, like, puts the towel around her. And, like, goes off to think, right? Uh-huh. And she's confused. Then they go to church. Mm. On Christmas Eve, and as they're leaving church, he wants to talk to her about it, and he proposes, and she says the things that she says, mm. and he—it's like it's a lot less violent. Mm. Yeah, because this seemed like seems over the like top, really toxic, and the, and and it is totally possible that like that the biggest difference is that you're watching it from the outside instead of seeing it play out from inside his head. Claire is mm-hmm. the only person who gets first-person perspective chapters in the books. Mm-hmm. But um, but Roger is one of the characters who gets point-of-view chapters. Mm-hmm. So even though you're not directly in his head, you see things the way that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's just that, like, he didn't realize that he felt kind of old-fashioned about it until he fell in love with her. But, like, this is very specifically what he wants. He Mm -hmm. wants... To marry a virgin. Well, (laughs) no. He wants to uh, uh, make love to her for the first time, knowing that that means he's never going to sleep with anybody else ever again. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a very old-fashioned idea, absolutely. But it's not like he wants to he wants to fuck her, but only when she's a virgin and also only when they're getting married. Mm -hmm. It's like, he wants the first time that they have sex to be the first time that then he has sex with the person he's going to have sex with for the rest of his life. Like he Mm -hmm. wants it to be, he doesn't want it to be cheap and he doesn't want it to be tawdry and he doesn't want it to be a fling. Like he wants it to be the real deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a really shitty way of going about it. And that's true in the book too. And I think some of this is like, the era, but it's not, like, but there's something about the way it plays, especially because it all plays out in one scene. There's something about the way it plays out that is so shitty. Mm-hmm. And in the book, it's still shitty, but it's less shitty. And they also don't break up as a result of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. they don't really recover, but they're still seeing each other and talking to each other. And it's just like, he thinks that she doesn't love him enough. Right. And really, it's that she doesn't fucking know if she wants to get married, which is mm-hmm. totally reasonable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just think it's i think it's gross.
2: Uh, so then we're back to the woods, and Claire's alone in the storm. It's nighttime. She finds a little, like, branch or something that she can get under to get dry. She takes her shoes off to, like, check her wet feet, and then she puts her hands behind her, and she finds a fucking skull. Man, she just... She's skulls. a skull magnet. She's a fucking skull magnet. And then she's looking at it, and then she finds something else behind it, and it's this opal, like this enormous giant opal. opal. And we know that to be a time traveler, you need the gemstone, so it's like a little baby hen. And then she looks up, and there's this ghost, a Native American, that just appears only when the uh, lightning strikes, and he comes closer and closer and closer, and then she says, Who are you? And then he disappears. He turns around backwards, walks away, and he's got a scalp head top of the head oh
1: shit yes interesting Ooh.
2: then we cut back to the highland fest and it's time to burn the stag and brianna comes back to try and make up with roger but he's still kind of obstinate about it but he's representing clan Mackenzie, so he gets up with his torch and then they set that mother on fire and she leaves and she then tries she, to
0: give the bracelet back he, he won't take it it, it was leaves. the gift oh god you're gross and, and then, he also says I'll i want all of you I'll have all of you, none of you, or he's, something he's, like he's
1: that. He's like, he said, "This is the part I was here for." This and I, and like, it's ah, fucking gross. I want to love all of you, or love none of you. Gross. And I was just like, "What the fuck, dude? Back the fuck off!"
0: Yeah. Fuck. So then we go I back. Will I have you all or not at all? Yeah,
1: it's not, yeah, yeah, that's uh, what it was. Uh, barf. Yeah.
0: So Claire's
2: in the woods. She wakes up. Somebody took her damn shoes. God damn it. Which, um, by the
0: way, we see earlier when she takes them off mm-hmm. have zippers. They do. I'm assuming they're the shoes she brought back with her, and I just don't remember them. Mm-hmm. But that's another bad time traveling. Yeah, don't bring zippers again. Don't, bring, girl, and then girl. Also,
2: also, you know those things are gonna be valuable. If you're gonna take them off, hide that shit or sleep on them.
0: Well, I mean, I suppose she didn't. Th- it's not like. She
2: thought somebody was out there. She was in Central Park, right? She wasn't, she wasn't using nowhere. her backpack right. but there as was a, a ghost. pillow. <laughs> there was a ghost, but I mean, but can he pick him up? Apparently like, how does that work? he can. Yeah. Depends
1: on the rules of the road. But so is she, this ghost?
2: she wakes up and she picks up the skull and just is like, doop, 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 putting this in my knapsack. And then she walks, wanders through the woods like, oh God, what am I going to do now? And then she comes over a crest and guess what? There's Jamie.
1: Hmm. Well, and and doing that, she was following... She was
2: following the tracks of her shoes. Yeah. Right? So she looks down and sees that somebody had used her shoes to walk this way. Um, And then there's Jamie, and the shoes are sitting right next to him. And he's like, thank God, saw your shoes. He thinks that she had come down there with her shoes. And she's like, wait, nah, man, I've never been here before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then it's like, oh, but I did see this ghost. And they talk about the ghost for a minute. And Jamie has heard way weirder things from her before. So he's kind of like, all right, ghost. I'm just glad you're back. <laughs> and then he g- walks away and she pulls out the skull and she's looking at it. And then she flips it over, which I can't believe this is the first time she saw them. Well, but- she had to wash it. Yeah. She, right, was she was washing it. Jamie the- told her she had to why.
1: wash. She should wash.
2: Oh, yes. And so the skull
0: was part of that? Yeah, I guess well, so, yes. well, she was just washing all the dirt off it. Yeah. And, and then she turned it gonna- over and yeah. the
2: skull has silver fillings. woo, <gasps> woo!
0: And I we wish know this that hadn't been in any of the teasers. That's way it's later. Such a good reveal when mm-hmm. it happens. First of all, all of this stuff happens much later in the book. Okay, like much later
2: after they built their
0: house. Oh yeah, wow. And when oh. it um, and it happens in this book, but it's much later. And when she gets, she's coming from seeing a patient, and uh, very stubbornly as Claire does and gets stuck in the storm and the horse runs away and she ends up hiding in a cave from the storm. And that's where she finds the thing. And mm-hmm. she hears these terrifying noises, whatever. And then the next morning she wakes up and it's like starving. And I think she's injured. Like she injures her ankle or something and can't leave. And all of a sudden she hears Jamie calling her name. Out of the mm-hmm. blue. He wasn't with her. And she comes out and she finds them. And she and, and Jamie and Ian both look freaked. And she asks them what's wrong. And it, this is so much creepier in the book. Um, They woke up in the morning concerned because she hadn't made it back. And hear Rollo barking at the door. And they open the door and her shoes are sitting outside the door. That is way scarier. Isn't that way Way scarier. scarier. Yes. So then they let Rollo go like he is sniffing and they let Rollo go and Rollo leads tracks them, it, yeah mm-hmm. to this cave so that they can get her back because she can't walk um and she still sees the the ghost the ghost so it's like he walked there in her shoes um wow. yeah and then afterwards she discovers that the that it had silver fillings and still finds the opal and everything
2: and she turns it over and shows Jamie and she's like these haven't been invented for another hundred years this person was like me and then something happens whatever and then she sees a strawberry and I asked Allison whether or not this might be a little bit pokey at the it's, fans I think it is uh, because they don't bone in the strawberry field <sighs> here. Like it's supposed to be
0: like some Adam and Eve level fucking.
1: Oh no.
2: yeah, like first time feels like the first time.
0: Feels like well, the first time. Feels in like America. the only creatures on earth. Anyway, right, 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 yeah.
2: Well, they do what they do find by the strawberries though is Fraser's Ridge. Like Jamie looks out over the valley and he's like, "This, this is what I want to build my home." And so he's like, "All right, I'm going to take the deal with trying." And um, he's going to take Tryon's offer, and then he says, we shall call it Fraser's Ridge. And then the camera backs out on Jamie and Claire from the back, looking out over the vista, and yeah, Allison was like, we're going to see this shot about 25 more times.
0: Well, including every week in the credits, because right. it's in the credits. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. shot. It's beautiful, but yeah. good God. It's used a lot. <laughs> All
2: right, so that's kind of the end of the episode. Do we want to do Scales.
0: Yeah, and then I want to do like a brief, spoilery section, but brief okay. scales. All right, um, costumes. So it's frontiersy. and so we've got some. Let's say on a scale of, um, a re- Renaissance fair. So mm-hmm. You've got Renaissance <laughs> fair to. A movie about people who do Renaissance fairs. <laughs> Gosh. No, that doesn't make any sense. Also, it's why doesn't that movie a... exist? Why doesn't that movie exist? A Knight's Tale. Okay. Oh. Okay. Starring Heath Thank Ledger. The late Heath Ledger. W- w- yeah.
1: W- what's the low end and the high end here?
0: The low end is Renaissance, Renaissance fairs, fair, which those are good costumes. Sometimes they're but good, but they all, sometimes they all have fucking zippers and shit.
1: They do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Velcro. I'm not Velcro. Mm-hmm. That's fucking weird.
2: All right, well, between A Renaissance Fair and A Knight's Tale, that's pretty vast. I'm going to go with, hmm, What We Do in the Shadows.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good choice. Because it's kind of got both. It does have a little of both. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... Oh, boy, I got fucking nothing. Um... Any Branagh Shakespeare film. Where okay. It's all like a little much. A little too perfect. But it's good much, mm-hmm. right? Like lots of textures, lots of layers, mm-hmm. especially the stuff in the 60s. Some like very bright kilts with matching stockings Oh, yeah. All mm. that shit. Um, we see some Roger Knee. Oh, yeah. But it's like colorful and a lot, which is very Branagh, I think. All right. Okay. Um, coitus. Mm, from. Uh, Let's see. Ten things I hate about you. Continuing in the Heath Ledger thing. Yeah. Two. What's another fucking toxic movie but one with more boning in it? Fear. Because <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> really, that's the only sex we're seeing in this. Yeah. It's kind of shaming. It's, is that, it's sex that doesn't happen but is real fucked up. Um. Oh, man. It's a weird episode to try to get a shipping hashtag going for because I guarantee you there are a lot of people who haven't read the books who are like, Dump fuck his ass. that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that
2: guy. Um, man, I don't know if I have something for this one because the doing it was not real doing it. It was kind of like play doing it. What is play doing it? Where is play doing it? What is something in my mind, a movie with play doing it?
1: It's like the thought of doing it happens but it's not going to.
2: It's like, like Big. There you go, but that's a beautiful that scene. Is beautiful yeah, that scene. is a beautiful scene. It's not
1: toxic in any oh, way. Oh no!
2: Oh god! <laughs> it's but actually quite it is. You know
0: what? I'm gonna leave, let that stand because yeah. I would just like to think about that scene forever. Yeah. Okay, that's it. All right, and then I'm I'm gonna say. Uh, any Kenneth Branagh Shakespeare (laughs) to get up to drink a beer. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, no, that's your, that's your. And then getting up to drink a beer. Um, let's go on a scale. We're going to use Outlander episodes for this one. Let's go on a scale of adventure Barbie (laughs) to Versailles, which
2: Versailles the party or when they're in the um, The star room. Oh well, that's faith. That's uh, a right. different. Kettle that's completely fish. different. Party, party. Which still, I mean, mm, I would say that this is a solid. Uh, the watch. <laughs> I oh. think. I think that there are times where you could probably get up to go get a beer and not miss too much. Like a lot of the like Jamie and Claire kind of in the woods talking. You could get
0: up and pause. Without disrupting the but momentum.
2: But it, it's, yeah, it's not going to ruin your viewing of the entire episode. It's not like
0: last week where we just couldn't fucking move. Right. Mm-hmm. All Which, right, that episode had its issues, but was very gripping. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's it. I think it is. Um, you know, we'll save the spoiler stuff for next week. Okay. Oh. I have two words that I want to throw out. Yeah? No, it's not worth it. All so right it for next week.
1: Well, you know, it's just been a really great episode, you know, and if you want to listen to us some more uh, or follow us on social media, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at
0: Facebook.com slash Podlandercast. Someday
1: I'll memorize this. Or at Twitter at
0: Podlandercast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or on Patreon, or no, wait, what mm-hmm. am I, uh, or find us on Patreon at... Patreon.com slash PodlanderDrunkCast. Cool, and we really appreciate that everyone, like everyone who listens to us, we really appreciate you guys, uh, but especially our Patreon uh, members. Uh, all
0: of them, but uh, these categories them. in particular.
1: All of them, but these categories in particular. <laughs> well, we can all tell them I'm still learning. Uh, and here I go with names. Trish McCrary, Jen drunklin Jenna Pulkowski, Dr. J, Lori McGuire, and Gavin, Katie Kirshner, uh, Amanda Newton, Beth Locke, Mary Lumpkin, Tanner Cole, Kiki, The Lowe-wise. Wise, uh, Tara Look. Le- Quino,
0: Lucino, ah, I
1: almost did it. So Sorry about that. We got your message, and I'm fucked up. Lucchino.
0: Thank you for giving us the heads up, Tara. Yeah. yeah.
1: Tara Lucchino. Uh, Crystal Navati, Navati, Navati. My bad. I'm gonna screw You're gonna you gonna up. You're gonna get a good dog. <laughs> um, and Gibson. Ida with an I, Erin Yitzi, Molly Layton, uh, Heather Moore, uh, Ruth McCormick, Cara, uh, Cara Marlowe, Flourish Root, Friday Peyton, and Kathleen Moniz. Hi, Hi Mom. Mom. Oh, man. That went really well. That
0: was a good one. Yeah, good job. Thanks. All right. <laughs> We're going to open more beers, travel a week into the future, and have a conversation that you'll hear a week in the past.
2: God, it's already fucking with Damn, time's me. Time's hard.
0: Yesterday is today. Tomorrow is Thursday. Thursday is every day. Every day I'm hustling. <laughs>
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.